All right, friends, it is time for another episode. My name is Mark Champagne. You're tuning into Keo Conversations. It is my job to unpack these stories and mental fitness practices of people living at the top of their game personally and professionally. Today, I've got two people on the show, Carolyn and Stephanie, founders of Home, which is a modern and preventative approach to well-being. It's a space where taking care of yourself is encouraged and celebrated. Both founders studied psychology in university and went on to postgraduate training in mental health and addictions. Over the years, Carolyn and Stephanie became increasingly concerned about the growing mental health crisis plaguing society. They also realized that much of what they were seeing clinically was a direct result of today's modern stress-filled lifestyle. Their desire to combat this epidemic led them to study mindfulness and meditation. They obtained the relevant certifications and started weaving these powerful philosophies and teachings into their personal and professional lives. And you'll hear the energy between them and their relationship. So it's really no surprise that they created this beautiful space in Toronto for all of us to take advantage of and really clear our minds and feel great. For anyone that is living in Toronto, they graciously offered a free class. So please check the show notes, promo code KYO100. Enjoy the conversation. All right, before we jump in, don't forget all of these awesome guests end up in our journaling and mental fitness app, Keo, to help guide you through your daily reflection. Take for a spin. It's in the Apple App Store and let us know what you think. Lastly, we've teamed up with the team over at Air. If you're a regular listener of podcasts, this just might really make you happy. Because if you've ever tried to share a specific clip of a conversation, you've realized this is not possible. But I'm happy to say it is now possible. And as a listener of the show, you can gain access to their free private beta iPhone app. There's a link in the show notes. Just sign up for early access. And Air essentially lets you capture the moments that stand out to you while you're listening and then send these clips to your friends or share them on social. So if you use Air and tweet your favorite moment from our show, make sure to tag us on Twitter, Keo app, KYO app, and you just might appear on the next episode. Thanks as always for listening and have the absolute best day yet. Since it's the two of you, maybe we'll just take this one individually, then we'll, we'll just jump into the, to, to the two of you together. But the, the first question that I ask everyone is always the same, and it's, mm-hmm. it's a little bit loaded, but it's, who are you? And, you know, oh. What defines you as a person? I love that question. But how would I define myself as a person? I think that like, the first thing that comes to mind is like I am, I don't know. Oh my, it's a person. Really I feel like I should talk. I thought like I should answer it for you, and you should answer it for me. Ooh, yeah, let's, <laughs> let's do it. Let's, let's do, that. do that. I like okay, that. Okay, so who is Steph as a person? So Steph is an incredible friend. Um, Steph is probably the one of the most loyal and kind people that you'll ever meet. but she's an incredibly helpful person I think that's something that always stands out with Steph is that like if you need someone to be there for you she will be there okay being having a partner to build this entire business with I mean you need someone that you can trust that you can rely on but also someone that you can communicate with that'll have your back no matter what Um, so definitely like that kind of like just fiercely loyal such a great friend such a kind-hearted person 
And yeah, that's you. Really nice of you. Thank you. you. But you also have such incredible ideas. I mean, this one you get her with an idea, and you know it's going to be a good one. Yeah, like when you come out with those like super creative, just really exciting things that we can just kind of vibe off of. So tell me more. (laughs) Keep on going. (laughs) That's your stuff is. Um, Okay, who's care? Um, I feel like you're just like you're all the same things. Like you're just amazing. I would say like she's an incredibly positive person. Like okay. anytime you're around Carolyn, like it's just it's oh. just sunshine. Like she's just a very positive, positive influence, positive person, positive disposition. Like she's just a very positive, kind person. Um, she's brilliant. Like she's oh. one of the smartest person smartest people I know um <laughs> yeah I think you are like probably the smartest person like you're brilliant you're super smart too she's just making me cry again and what else what else hardworking she's sure. incredibly hardworking I feel like a slacker next to you sometimes mm-hmm. and what else just funny just fun to be around and I see probably you're an inspiration too you're just a really inspiring person yeah Trying to tell right now. I'm so. trying super hard. It's like <laughs> wiggling in the eye. Oh, that's incredible. Yeah. Thank you. She's a fun person yeah. to be a business partner with. I know we always say like there's yeah. no, a lot of a lot of ups and downs of building this place. It's a it's of course it's a big feat. Um, but the one thing that's like never ever ever wavered was just kind of like this our is friendship, the best partnership. Yeah. yeah. Just, you know, as much as we've worked like 23, 24 hour days sometimes, like it doesn't. It's going to sound weird, but it still didn't feel like work because you sure. get to work with, like, your favorite person. Yeah, and it never had, like, we've never, we've never fought about the business. We've never yeah. had, like, a fracture in our relationship in, like, the eight years or nine years that we've been working together. Wow. Like, it's been, it's like this eerie, almost, like, soul-mated thing. <laughs> I don't know how her husband feels about that, but <laughs> it's, it's one of those. Yeah, it's really yeah. cool. That's so, impressive. Yeah. You, have you... Because I mean, we're, we're, Q is a partnership as well, and that's yeah. something that when we and we're brother-in-laws, so oh, cool. we really, you know, pride our relationship. And we actually hired a business coach at the very beginning just to keep kind of the the marriage totally. let's just say healthy. Is there something that you guys have done throughout the the journey to just make sure that that relationship is always in check, or just? work out well yeah I mean I think it just innately has like we have that connection and and always have but I think one thing that we're really good with is one having fun always so even when things are super stressed we find this like really goofy silly way of like tackling the work that we have to do so I think Mm -hmm. that's really big but then the other part is like we're really sensitive and aware of when each other needs a little bit of a break or a little bit of like a day or just to kind of like take each other sort of like take something on for the other person so that or to help the other person out I think we're just really good at like Mm -hmm. knowing when we each need a little bit of kind of downtime or space Mm -hmm. yeah and I think we're so like-minded in terms of like Mm -hmm our passions like everything sure. that we've done in terms of our career like we've been on the same page about it we when we were building this space like before we even built it like when it was just an idea like we would close our eyes and talk about what it looked like and we were still on the same page and so yeah. our dedication to our dreams like our career dreams yeah. and our career goals has been so the same and so that has also created just a commitment to sure. right like we're just both so committed to this yeah. space yeah Love it. Well, there. I mean, as an outsider coming in, I mean, there's an immediate energy between the two of you that you can <laughs> feel right away. So um, I'm not surprised that you mentioned those words to mm. describe each other. Um, super cool to see. 
So let's talk a little bit about how this, like we, for everyone listening, we're, we're sitting inside of home, the Toronto base, awesome. Uh, I would call it mental fitness space. That's, yeah. Those are our words. <laughs> See, I'll let you guys describe it. Um, yeah. So when you describe a little bit about what it is and then how it came to be. Yeah. So we are modern meditation studios, sort sure. of how we see this, but certainly I think you're you're right when you're we're talking about mental health because that's our clinical backgrounds is we're both mental health clinicians. Okay. And so when we first started this, it was Steph and I, we actually worked um, as addiction counselors together. Okay. And that was how we first became friends, how we first started working together. And then we kind of went on this journey together of, you know, we both got our master's. We both opened a psychotherapy practice together, working with a very similar population. We do a lot of things the same. We okay. do. <laughs> we both started teaching at the same places. We okay. just started doing all these things together and really loving the connection that we were having. We became certified to run a lot of mental health, like trainings and workshops and really started actually as it's in corporate wellness. But it was our time, and I spent some time actually as a crisis clinician in Emerge, and Steph was doing some crisis work in community health. And it was our experiences there where we really kind of understood the impact of mental health and stress and these toxic workplaces and this like unsustainable kind of go, 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 hustle and bustle kind of pace that we all keep right now. And so it was at that point, both Steph and I are researchers always and love the science behind everything and so we were like researching like why are we all so stressed out and like that this is truly killing us right yeah, this stress and then it was from that that we really kind of pushed into things like meditation and mindfulness and it was something we'd both been practicing on our own okay. for a long time but then we became certified i also trained as a yoga instructor okay. and we just started weaving these like kind of organically into our practice, right? Yeah. How did that go? Because I, I mean, even even for us that you know we're in it, and it's still, I mean, thankfully it's, it's come a long way. Even just talking about that's mm-hmm. what that's from my side. That's why I even started talking about it from a mental fitness standpoint. Because well, even on if you say journaling, depending on who you speak to, people think, oh, like you're talking about a twelve year old girl writing the diary with the boy at school, which is nothing wrong with that, right? But there's so many other benefits to a practice like that. Mm-hmm. Um, when did you, did you notice a shift? Like even when you were starting to bring it up in the corporate world where people were starting to be a little bit more open to these type of practices? I think that's a, like a two, there's two answers to that question. Okay. So from a clinical perspective, I've been doing this for like clinically, I, I brought in yoga early, early on in my career, like just encouraging yoga and some, you know, light stretches. And okay. in terms of breathing, I think probably, probably 10 years ago was when I started incorporating like at the end of every group, mm-hmm. I would bring in like a, a meditation and I, I was an early adopter of meditation. And so yeah. it was one of those things where I felt like in a, from a clinical perspective, people were open to it. Okay. The corporate side was a little bit more difficult. And it's interesting that you bring up mental fitness and how you reframe things. Because we're all talking about the same thing. Oh, it's just yeah. how we yeah, reframe of course. it. Yeah. And corporate, there have been some organizations that have been like great. Like they were really good adopters. But there was a few where 
it was really a reframe and we ha- literally yeah. sat around a boardroom and had conversations like how can we reframe this like how can we not call it mental health and call it something else I was like mm-hmm. oh let's label it productivity yeah. and then yeah. it was like okay well if we're not going to bring in meditation what could we do and it's like mental fitness mm-hmm. or how to increase your work output or you know how to boost your yeah. productivity or your focus right yeah. yeah and so it's one of those things where it's like we're just like pa- we're packaging the same thing yeah. but we're putting a blue bow on it until yeah. people you know get it like feel the benefits and then they're open to it so it depends on the organization and i think where the kind of the openness is and that's like i think always kind of been our approach too is like you need to to go where people's comfort level is right Mm -hmm. and so even with creating home it was trying to create a space that people would want to come to because it was just sort of they heard about it or it seemed so beautiful in here or there was really interesting rooms and interesting yeah. spaces. Yeah. So we're like, if that's what gets you through the door, that's awesome. But yeah. hopefully then it's going to be what happens in here that's going to really make that shift. Sure. Right. And even with corporate, I mean, that is something I find and a part of our mandate is to try. I mean, part of our company is our incorporation is called Ease yeah. because we want to make things easy. Sure. We make mental health so complicated in the corporate yeah. world. Like yeah. we overly complicate it and then it freaks everyone out and we hide away from it because it's too complex. Right. Yeah. So we're like, how do we make it easy? Let's step back and make it easy. Yeah. It's so Love true. It. So yeah. then, I mean, we're in a physical space. Mm-hmm. That's also... I mean, you're pioneering that. I mean, there's not a lot yeah. of, of that in, in this world. It's becoming more and more prominent, which is yeah. super exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, but how did you get to that? And I guess more importantly, how did you get from all those conversations of visualizing what this could be to actually starting to do it? Because I'd imagine that's a big step. Yeah, definitely. Um, so we really like honestly homestruck is a dream it really did we you know we knew we always wanted to open something like it was one of those things where you know we Mm. we had these ideas for our career and we we subsequently kind of met them and then there there came a place we were doing corporate trainings and we were doing public training and our we just kept getting busier and busier and we were literally working well i have a small car we were literally working out of her car where we would take all of our materials they would live in her car we upgraded we like thought it was a big deal when we upgraded to like a little rolly case (laughs) for our materials to organize it up like boxes and there got there came a place where we were because we're just in co-working spaces yeah and we're like how do we like we need a space and so it started off just dreaming like what would this space look like we're like well we actually need like an education space so it would always have an education Mm -hmm. space and and then we were playing with ideas and it just always felt a little bit disjointed and we weren't really sure kind of where where it would go and then it was interesting because we always knew that prevention was our unifier. Like yeah. everything that we did was always like, how can we prevent things? And, you know, even our company, we were like, how do we, what's the cause of all this mental health issues? What's the cause yeah. of, you know, this toxicity? And then it came down to stress. And we're like, yeah. what do we know from like a research-based perspective? What's the number one thing that can like, you know, really reduce stress, we're like meditation. Mm-hmm. Sure. So we're like, okay, how do we bring meditation to the masses? Yeah. How do we make meditation <laughs> exciting and, you know, approachable and accessible for yeah. people? And so when we had that idea, we started dreaming about, okay, well, it has to be wowie, right? <laughs> so we were like, probably there was a bit of wine. Yeah. <laughs> we were around our kitchen table and it was like, there's going to be stars on the ceiling. And there's going to be like a 10 foot living wall and let's turn yeah. a salt cave. And it was just really... Salt cave is super cool. <laughs> That's right. We do have these things now. Yeah, yeah these so. are real. <laughs> no, 
know. And so it was one of those things where it was just a dream. And, you know, we went home all jazzed up from it. And then, yeah. But we just, and then it was probably six months where we just kept talking about it. Like okay. we would get together, we would do some work and then we just start talking about it. Yeah. And, and we then, didn't have a space. We didn't have money. Like none didn't of this was. Big it was. It was just a dream. Like yeah. it was literally a dream. We were like, and we could fit it all under 2,500 square feet. Like yeah. it was one of those things where we were like, let's just. Let's just go with it, right? We just were excited about it. And then we started getting really serious about it. Yeah, we told a couple people who ended up being becoming part of our team. And we were like, maybe we can make a go. Like, could this actually become a real thing? And then we were able to find some preliminary investment and a loan. And we were like, this is good be something sure. it's gonna happen. and then somebody had said oh well i'm just gonna realtor and just go around the toronto and just see and at this point we were so not even thinking we were close enough to actually mm-hmm. getting a space and yeah. we were looking at 1200 square feet and 2400 square feet again originally thinking we we're just gonna have a workshop and a little studio and then we're like no this isn't it and it just kept kind of like the vision kept growing until we came into the space that we're currently in and as soon as we got in here there's a we have a dark room studio in this yeah. space and there's a room and when the space was entirely gray that corner where the dark room studio now is was totally dark and is like surrounded with concrete and her and i walked in there and we were like this is the dark room like this is just the dark room and we're like this is the space and wow. it was 5100 square feet <laughs> of space <laughs> like double what we had thought what we were going to have and turned it actually into the largest meditation studio in North America right now oh really wow. it is that's cool and so it was just and again this is not part of what we had originally sought out yeah. to do and but we're like this just has to be it and it went through back and forth with the landlord we actually briefly lost the space and okay. then it came back to us and then we started and we started working with a designer and building it out and that whole process took about a year from actually getting the space seeing it to actually opening and here we are so amazing so for you awesome ladies let's so you you lost the space almost at one point and then let's be realistic there's probably been a lot of ups and downs like what what has helped you in terms of your own mental fitness practices Mm -hmm. or did you have you had to almost uh, I don't want to speed up that's the wrong word but like level up your own practices just to get through opening this place and I think I mean you're right there's there was like we kind of look back now particularly like the first we say the first quarter it was it's a roller coaster to open a business and to go through what we went through was I mean there was incredible highs but there was these incredible lows too or challenges and I think always like first and foremost the fact that I had someone like had Stephanie on this journey with me was huge because you we really had not only they've built a built-in best friend that we've always had but then somebody who's truly understands what we're going through because we're going through it together so there was days when we come back into our office and just like look at each other and just be like what is going on you know and we just start laughing slash crying like just (laughs) having these moments with each other but i think that i think for me, first and foremost, was just having someone else to share the experience was really, really powerful. Um, But you're right, was then also kind of leveling up our own meditation and self-care game because we had to. I mean, you're really, when you're faced with stress, it's sort of, how am I going to overcome this or manage or cope 
yeah. or it's going to mm-hmm. destroy me, right? Yeah. And so it was, I mean, for me, I'm one of those, like, I appreciate quiet time and downtime. And so it was making sure that I carved out that space, particularly okay. at night for me. I've always struggled with sleep, and that's been something that Steph's actually helped me improve. She does a lot of sleep uh, therapy work. Okay. But that is so important for me is, like, doing some meditation at night, having quiet putting on, I'll often listen to some guided meditations in the evening, okay. essential oils. Like for me, if like I don't sleep well, then the next day is not so great. Yeah, of course. So, yeah. That was really saved me. Mm-hmm. I think our, our humor as well, like our oh gosh, yeah. being yeah. able to laugh about things. Cause I remember like even, you know, in throes of some of the lowest lows that we've had, like oh. we still, if I go back to Texas, we laughed, like yeah. we just, we laughed about it. And I think that was, that was survival in a way too, right? So Even our yeah. team, like we had, we have, we still have a home group <laughs> chat and that group chat, it's so hilarious <laughs> in it. <laughs> and I think it's, we're always like just sending like just funny little like pictures and things yeah. to each other. And yeah. Because I think we just, we need to love. Yeah. yeah. That brings that connection too. Um, and then I also think like definitely leveling up practice, right? So Carolyn's a nighttime meditator. I really like the morning, okay. I'm a morning person. Um, so being able to like wake up and I like to wake up kind of before anyone bugs me. Yeah. And so like when, yeah, when the phone's quiet and you don't feel guilty about your it off um, and just being able to have that space and time before I start the day, I find really helpful. I have a really cute puppy. Okay. So being able to spend time with him and, um, um, and just kind of like the people close to me, like my, my, my partner and my mom, I find like just being able to connect with those people and sure. just kind of turn things off for a little bit is really helpful. Um, being in nature, I find it's yeah. really helpful mm-hmm. too. But then I also think kind of with some of the, the tough times, I think we talked about it once mm-hmm. or twice, but it was like we kind of hit the point of no return where we're like we're just gonna do it like right it just became like the fear of not doing this was higher than the actual fear of doing it and so being able to go back to that just being able to go back to we have to do it right and what's the worst that can happen and we're gonna make it work we we will and just that 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 mindset that mentality that we had with ourselves I think that can help just bring a little bit of peace in the chaos that is running a business. Of course. <laughs> totally. There was that, like that kind of like limitless, kind of like fearless. Yeah. Like you, at some point you just have to commit to it and, and jump and just leap. And that's what we did. Right. Yeah. And once you become okay or start to accept the discomfort, which I think is so big is particularly when we talk about stress or challenges is that it's okay to recognize that, that there's going to be this discomfort and it's always there when you're changing yeah. and mm-hmm. right. And that's how you know you're growing and changing is yeah. it kind of feels uncomfortable. So live in that and kind of jump into that and yeah. try to be okay with it. When I think you left a really powerful prompt, you know, what's the worst that could happen? And yeah. that's, that's something that, I mean, that's a question I asked myself when I left the corporate world to, to start this. Right. And it was because there was this, this powerful feeling of regret if it wouldn't at least try it. Right. And I think often we, you know, we're always thinking of the absolute Armageddon scenarios. Totally. Right. So, but when you really ask that question, that's probably not that bad. Not something you can recover, no. you can't recover from, right? Yeah. We call it catastrophizing in, in therapy. Yeah. And that's yeah. what we talked. It's a kind of a cognitive distortion. It's like these self-defeating mindsets. And so many of us are, are guilty of that, that we catastrophize. We always go right to the worst case scenario. And then it's that fear of that happening that prevents us from doing anything. Yeah. But it's so rare that that catastrophe ever happens at all. And even if it does, you, you're okay. I always tell my clients, I'm like, 
there'll be a point where you'll get through it and you'll be okay in the end. And you have to kind of continue to push through that, that even if the catastrophe happens, well, then what do you do? And then what do you do? And then what do you do? Right? Yeah. I find too, like, as a society, we're so predisposed to like a fear of failure, Mm -hmm. right? It's like, we're so scared to start something or try something because what if I fail? And then, and then what are people going to think of me? Right. And I think a big mental shift that we can have too is when, when does regret become scarier than failure? Mm -hmm. Right. Like when does, and I think that was a big shift. I remember we sat on a couch in our office and we were really like weighing the pros and cons of like, do we actually make this jump? It was before we broke ground here and it just got scary and it was like we know this is going to come like we know there's going to be a space that will come and so will the regret of us not trying become scarier than what happens if we try and it doesn't succeed save that question for later that's going to be a good one (laughs) I love it so why don't we talk a little bit just for everyone listening that maybe hasn't gone through an experience where because most a lot of people meditate by themselves Mm -hmm. right and then there's obviously a lot of different apps that have helped really bring this kind of to mainstream as well yeah what like what are some of the differences that that you guys have experienced or or what you're trying to um provide here in in a group setting i think definitely and what we hear like i'll speak for myself and then also what we hear from from people who come here is the energy in the room right there's an energy that comes from being around other people who are like-minded and just being in a space with other people who are meditating i think that can be really really powerful for myself what i find really really helpful about coming Mm -hmm. to a physical space is that sometimes we don't prioritize meditation in our life right and sometimes for myself like I love apps I use apps um at home and sometimes I'll put an app on and I'm listening to Headspace and listen to Andy and then my dog will come and he'll just start attacking my face with kisses and it's really hard to stay focused right um and I find so just being in a space that's dedicated by the moment you walk in the door and we designed it to be that way you're already getting into that kind of meditative space it's like this is what Mm -hmm. I do here but then I also think the immersiveness of the yeah. space, and that's why we created it. Sometimes, like, when I think about, like, when we first started, we would mm-hmm. jump in a class, and it was really hard to meditate when you start first start a business, and you hear voices, and you're like, why am I hearing people in this room right now? Um, but, you know, being able to just kind of, and I found, like, sometimes I was so amped up that I couldn't close my eyes and I would just like look at the starry ceiling and I could still manage to get into it or okay. listening to the the sound so I find being in that immersive space mm-hmm. can sometimes help slip into that more meditative state than I would be able to at home where I'm just like oh laundry and, yeah you know well, there's just so many I mean that's that's a great answer because I mean it's like how can you set yourself up for the best chance of success that's right right mm-hmm. and you're right i mean there's so many things that, that can happen even with even with the phones like when we talk about apps it's like our app headspace totally. calm they're all useless if you're getting nailed with notifications that's right. Right. so As like you have through. to first own the relationship with the device yeah totally. but it's again it's just harder and harder yeah versus just come in here and yeah. leave it all right Sorry, and we always say like lock up your phone speaking of that there we go say <laughs> your phone's like remember me yeah, yeah. <laughs> but i think also the instructors i think that's yeah. always been something that's really helpful for me as well as the instructors are just so talented yeah. and they're that's you know they're 
what they do is really to design to help you get into that deep space. And I find that they're just really good on reading the room and sort of reading what people need and seeing when people are shifting or moving or if they need to adjust things. So that for me, I always know, whereas if I'm doing a meditation on my own, I may not be going necessarily as deep Whereas I know when I'm sitting there with a guide and with an instructor with me, it's going to really get me into that space. And then the last of it coming to a space like this is is really the sense of connection and community. Sure. And that's huge. You don't get that if you're home by yourself. Yeah. And always from day one, we pictured having a space here where people came to gather and would spend time. We called our we call it the living room, which is sort of the front area where the kind of waiting area we put yeah. a fireplace in there. Because we always picture people hanging out in between classes or after classes or having really cool events and workshops and lectures and just all of these things that would bring people together. Yeah. And we know that, I mean, with human connection, I mean, that's one of the indicators of longevity is cool. our connections with others and creating that true, genuine, authentic human relationships. And mm-hmm. so I think hopefully we created a space where, where you have that here as well. You don't know, say fine, and it just came to me, but... It's still, it sounds silly, but it actually is helpful. Sometimes when you do meditate at home or sometimes when you just do things that are good for you at home, I find sometimes even myself, like having meditated for a long time, I'll like sneak a peek at the time. Like it's just not <laughs> yeah. going well. You're not getting to that seat. You're like, how many minutes do I have left? So true. And sometimes yeah. not being in a room with a clock and knowing you can't leave yeah. <laughs> so true. can really help. It's just like, yeah. it just can help quiet the mind because it's like you have nowhere else to be for the next half hour. Yeah. So just kind of like suck it up and just kind of <laughs> get through it and focus on your breathing. And I find sometimes like some of my best meditations have been where I'm like shifting and uncomfortable in a room and I'm just like, okay, come on, like, let's do yeah. this. And you know, you don't have an option of looking at a clock. Absolutely. Yeah. Have you just even in the time that you've been open, have you seen, are you seeing almost a, a bit of a shift in even the clientele coming mm-hmm. in? So I'm wondering, because I, like, I long for the day where people, where it's as normal, be like, oh, I'll meet you for dinner after my run, but or after my meditation. Right. Right. I and long it's, for it's, that it's too. coming, but <laughs> yeah. we're not there yet, obviously. We are building a beautiful community of, of regulars now. Okay. And it's so interesting that sometimes we'll hear little little kind of things from our, our front staff, you know, and they'll say, you know, so-and-so like really connected in the class today, or they really like kind of provided this feedback in such a positive way, or they've made a huge transformation from when they first started. And I mean, we've had just beautiful stories of people yeah. just coming into the space and just sharing and connecting in such a lovely way. And I think, you know, our group of regulars is continuing to grow our classes. I mean, there's more and more people coming to classes. So yeah. presumably there's, there's some of that shift or people are starting to see some of those benefits. So yeah, I saw it nice. too from the beginning, like when we first opened, it was what we were hearing quite often was this is a beautiful space. Like yeah. this is beautiful. And people came to see how beautiful it the was. Aesthetic kind of, and yeah. now people are coming because they feel good. Yeah. And that's what you're hearing. It's just yeah. like, it's pretty here too, but I feel great when I leave and yeah. you know, I just feel grounded. And sometimes I'll like look through like stories we were tagged in. And that's what we're starting to see more often. It's less like yeah. look how pretty this is and more like, I feel really good. Like when really people, yeah. Yeah. I know that's so and like when we first started one of our favorite things to do was we would go stand in the hallway just before a class got out and we would watch people come out 
to see their faces because oh. you would see this like that you know they'd grab onto their friend or they'd be like that was incredible or they some of them had tears like in a good way they had to yeah. have a release or you know they'd kind of wobble down as if they just had this like wonderful experience and so it was just so cool that was our like one of our favorite especially in the time of stress i was gonna say that's yeah. probably a hack for yourself oh my too. gosh it was such a hack and we would sit in this office and we're like oh they're coming out <laughs> we need it sorry and we would go and we would go run out and see them but it was really fun it's interesting you know, what you mentioned though about just like the you know the visuals of, of, the, of the and the feeling of the space it's almost kind of a parallel to how both of you were pitching even the language in the corporate setting right it's it's like get them in yeah and get them hooked but then really obviously the benefit is they're coming out feeling that's good, right you know good right yeah so cool <laughs> um we'll start wrapping up but i would love to know from from you if there have been any changes in your own type of practices, like even meditation aside, but if anything that you've tried that's been new, just even jumping into this journey, kind of all in, if there's anything in the last three to six months that is worth noting that you find has been really helpful to share. I've never been a journaler. Okay. Clinically, I prescribe journaling all the time. <laughs> Love, Love journaling as a clinician. Okay. <laughs> never really was into it. Um, and then we, I, we have a little shop. It's my baby up front. I, I've always wanted to be a shop owner. Yeah. Um, and the five minute journal connected with us early on. Yeah, yeah. I was like, I, I recommend you to all of my clients. And she's like, I'm going to send you a few just to kind of test it out. And I'm like, I'm going to test it out. I love the five minute yeah, journal. So totally. like I, and I religiously, like I find being able to practice gratitude, like yeah. clinically I knew it, right? Yeah. Clinically we know the benefits of practicing totally. gratitude and being able to start your morning on that, like, you know, just focused note on kind of how I want this day to unfold. Yeah. Um, so I find journaling has been really, really helpful for that. Amazing. I think that's really helped my practice and mm. just kind of helped my day to day. Yeah. I think for me, it's just been the little add-ons that I've kind of been like picking up from some of our instructors and even things that we've had in the shop, but things like crystals, I've never meditated. I, I'm still very new beginner to that crystals, sure. but now I'm noticing at home, like I have crystals beside my bed and I'll put them near me certain ones when I meditate or oils wasn't always a really big thing for me, but now I'll always make sure there's essential oils going on in my house or yeah. I'll roll it on. Mm. And so I'm just kind of layering things into my practice now that I never did before. So yeah. that I feel like is really helping me. Some breath work, sound bath stuff, soundscapes now when I meditate. Yeah. Like that was never a thing that I would put on before. But yeah. now I'm learning it and I, it's really helping me a lot. Mm -hmm. It sucks because even myself, I mean, I was always journaling. Mm -hmm. um, but then meditation came with that. And then like we were talking before we started, but just even the scent, right? Like in yep. your, the scent that you guys have is something that I've mixed into my own routine. Mm -hmm. um, but sound baths, like I would have right? never in a million years. Totally. Like, what, you, what is that all about? Crystal bowls Same. and all this stuff, right? Right. I love a sound bath. And then you yeah. do it oh. and you're like, how did I not, like, <laughs> I how did I just discovering this now? Yeah. And then it's an experience where you're like, I want everyone to like have this yeah. feeling. Well, <laughs> I think that's exciting is that it's we're all in our own way trying to open people up so yeah. that it's not scary and kind of woo woo and that that's it, right not like any of this stuff is new like this no. is crazy stuff about this right right it's all been around for thousands of years that's what we love about it it's yeah. like yeah that modern take on an ancient practice but it's connecting people back to something that's totally. been part of us since yeah. i mean as long as we can go back we can yeah. see this so yeah 
So I have to get, um, since I'm glad we started talking about journaling because the one thing with the podcast is that I always leave three reflective prompts for the guests so that the podcast lives in the regular, regular yeah. ecosystem, but in the app as well, they'll be able to connect with the podcast and tap on the prompts that you leave so that it starts a new entry. Oh, that's So that's cool. the way we're trying to get people to interact with the content and keep yeah. the journaling fresh. Mm-hmm. That was a big piece, right? Yeah. So, um, yeah, are there any, I mean, you definitely left uh, a couple of really good ones, but if there's anything you can think of, maybe the top three to help people out that you find yourself asking maybe on a frequent basis for yourself could be gratitude or like the end of end of day type questions or or in big kind of life-changing events right like Mm -hmm. biggest regrets the big one yeah (laughs) one of the ones i'm just kind of going back to because we've been doing quite a lot of discussion on solution focused work and positive positive psychology and that so often we tend to look at you know the failures or the negatives or the catastrophes but are we when are we asking ourselves what's been better since Mm. the last time we connected and we often don't do that very often we don't shift our brain to think of what's been better what's good since the last time we connected so i love that that one i'm gonna gonna steal that from my own morning (laughs) journey right yeah yeah and I think sometimes when, when times are tough and clinically we use this quite often, but, you know, in the moment it feels catastrophic, mm-hmm. right? In yeah. the moment it feels terrible, but really taking the time to reflect on, is this going to affect me a week from now? Like how, yeah. what does a week from now look like? Mm-hmm. And how will this affect me a month from now? And then how is this going to affect me a year from now? And starting to just really be able to put some of that, hurt into perspective because yeah. it stings Huge. right it Failure stings or <laughs> a bad day stings and potential embarrassment stings but you know if we look at maybe a month from now is it going to sting or is it even going to be there for us that's great perspective yep love that. one more hmm, one more I always ask, like, we always ask so many of these. I know, I'm thinking in, ther- in our therapy sessions, <laughs> we always ask people. I think it's a morning prompt. Yeah. Um, and we, our favorite saying, whenever we're teaching anything mental health related, we always say, do the best you can with what you have. So recognize, like, there's only a, so like, recognize that we all have limitations and barriers on our time, on our, on everything, but how can I do the best I can with what I have? And so I think in the morning, like, how can I do the best I can with what I have today? And that could be anything. I was going to think about, no, I was going to be like, it was something around, you know, how we want to say like going back to basics. Or like the one, like what's the one thing that you could do between now and whenever that would. Oh, I love that. Yeah. What's that, something I can do between, like now and a week from now mm-hmm. that will have like the biggest difference on how I'm feeling right now. Yeah. I like that. Because sometimes it's just going to one thing. Because sometimes we get so overwhelmed with all the things mm-hmm. that it's like focusing on one thing and just make that one change and then make that other one and that other one. So it's like, what's the one thing that I can do right now that would make that big shift? Well, it just pulls you out of that loop. It does. Right? Because yeah. I, I, I totally relate. I mean, you, you can get so easily trapped oh, in. Totally. Just being frozen almost. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And then one other one that I, you just, you just made me. Now you're, now you're firing the <laughs> um, 
I would say, you know, we always say, and again, from this positive psychology solution focus, that we all know what we need, right? Mm. Like deep down inside, we all know what we need. So, but how often do we ask ourselves what we need? Yeah. So, so I would say like, you know, close your eyes and think to yourself, like, what is it that I need in this moment? Like, what do I feel I need? It's a beautiful question. I like that. I like Thanks. it. Um, last question for both of you. You know, if all said and done, this space, your lives outside, everything, like what truly makes you smile each day? There's so much. Working with you. <laughs> it's actually true. done. It's so yeah. funny. Like when we, when we don't work together, because we're about together, but three days a week at minimum yeah. but there are it's funny even on the days that we're not we're like I miss you yeah. it's just like yeah but we are always but I think for me it's when I like when I'm more like when I'm in a flow state which is that sort of that positive psychology when time just is kind of going I get in that when I teach a yeah. lot I get in that when I'm with mm-hmm. clients when I'm just it's really when I'm connecting and I feel like there's I'm doing something of value in in some way, right? Like whether it's teaching or training or being with clients, like that when I feel that I'm just in that moment and I look and it's an hour has flown by. And I usually get that a lot with teaching. And Steph knows when I get into my like moments, I go, yeah, we call them my tangents, but it's just like when I'm super passionate and just like loving the vibing kind of conversations that we're having. So I feel like that's when I really like, just feel like alive. Okay. And then I would say like, a little bit of psychology in it right now, but Carl Rogers talks about, you know, this concept of being incongruent, mm-hmm. right? Okay. So when we're, what well, we are, our actions are in line with kind of truly our values and yeah. who we are. And, and I think probably just being incongruent, I would say like, I feel that everything I've, we've done in the last probably five or six years, like it's so aligned with our passions it and so aligned with, you know, our, we went into the field of addiction medicine and the field of mental health because we just really wanted to help people. Yeah. And everything that we've done has become, we just want to help people on a bigger and a bigger and bigger, bigger scale. And so I think, but if we, we dial it back, yeah. it's just, we have this need to make the world a better place. And we yeah. just really want to leave the place better than we came was. to it. So yeah. I think being able to to do that and be authentic to our goals as as clinicians and our goals is just that's humans. awesome. Feels yeah. Really good. Yeah. Well, and do you feel that like things just keep aligning? Oh my gosh. Yeah. They like yeah. right now, especially we're on this like. I'm at yeah, like we're like manifesting things. Like it's getting to this like weird stage. Like, oh, we'll say someone's name and then they'll email us and like. But there's just these synergies and these synchronicities yeah. that have been coming together, particularly in this the last three months or so, mm-hmm. I'd say. And our team has all been feeling that. We're like, it's just this corner has turned and it just feels like things are just happening the way that they're supposed to. And again, I know that that can sound so strange or a little bit out there. And the me of a year ago or two years ago would have thought that that was a really strange thing to say. And yet here I am. So I feel like yeah. we're all in sync too. Like our team is just really in sync. Yeah. And you know, it's always funny when you like think about something or we're like, oh, we should message so and so about this. And then like they've already sent a message <laughs> about that. And it's just like I feel like we're just all kind of vibing together. We totally are. Which has been fun. <laughs> I love it. And I love that it's actually kind of come full circle with how you both started. And I mean you answered yeah. the question as no working together. Uh, is what makes you smile. So it's a kind of a perfect way to, to wrap. Um, 
I obviously want to personally thank you for taking time to, to chat, but just on behalf of everyone listening and everyone in the Toronto area, there's a large uh, listener group in, in this in this area for this podcast. Um, just thanks for pushing through and and like following all your passions thank and you. you know pushing through all the the ups and downs to provide something like this and kind of pioneering this and in the largest space in North America. I mean, it's the ripple effect of what's been created here is, is probably something that you can't even measure. So thank you for, for doing that. Thank you. Thank you so much. So kind. Thank you. Can we give like everyone a free class? Like can we give you a code? Absolutely. We'll put everything in the show notes for sure. Awesome. Cool. Cool. Yes, you made it to the end of the conversation. Thank you so much for your attention. And if you enjoyed the chat, leave us a little love wherever you're listening. Stars, reviews, they go a long way. Don't forget you can find all of these guests along with a ton of powerful reflective prompts in our digital journaling app, Kyo, K-Y-O. Search it in the Apple App Store and it'll pop up. Wishing you the absolute best in your mental fitness and an incredible day.